Nosy Nancy's is a true crime podcast based in Austin, Texas. If you are sensitive to any of the trigger words, this is not the podcast for you. Due to its graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Oh, that would have been embarrassing. (laughs) Okay. Hey, all you nosies. I'm Aliqua. And I'm Jasmine. And welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode nine. No, no. We're on episode 11. Oh. Season two. Well, welcome to episode 11 of season two. (laughs) Do you know what year it is? Uh, 2024. Well, hey, we got that going for us. I'm glad I got it right. Yeah. I'm going to still be writing 2023 for like at least 10 more years. No, honestly, me too. I wrote 2023 on something the other day. It was awful. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. God, we're just girls. I mean, we're just doing our little best. Can I tell you the most embarrassing thing that happened to me this week? What happened? (laughs) So this is going to be free advertising for this place, but... I so every month, well, every month, but it's gonna stop in um in March. But every month they have uh they have drag queen bingo at this place called Still Austin, which is basically like an a whiskey bar. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's so fun. It's free bingo. You just go in, you get a little card, and there's a drag queen. I forget her name. Um, I've only gone twice. But she's hilarious, and she, like, she hosts it, so she'll, like, you know, call out the numbers, and then between, like, sets or whatever, she'll do, like, a lip sync, and, um, and it's a lot of fun. And you just, like... really cool. Oh, my God, it's so cool. It's so every, every month, it's, like, the the second and last Sunday, but in March, they're actually just going to be doing it the second Sunday, and the last Sunday... They're going to be doing drag karaoke, which is going to be hilarious. I just know it. Are but you here's going? The thing. Uh, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. Their drinks are really good, but also um, it's just a, it's just a really good vibe. The place is kind of cool. It's like off of St. Elmo's, which is down south, but it's like it's like a bunch of old airplane hangers probably like six or seven like in a row and there's just like different bars and shops and eateries and um it's it's a really cool little spot in in austin um but here's the thing okay i'm at austin still i'm waiting for carissa and her girlfriend amy and um drag queens Okay, I love drag queens, right? They yes. are a force to be reckoned with. Of they're, course. They're my f- favorite thing that's ever happened on this planet. They're hilarious. You have to be... To be a good drag queen, you have to be coordinated, for one, okay? And you have to be witty as fuck. No, and this, that's true. This drag queen is so funny. Anyways... So I got really nervous because she was like going around to tables and like, I want to be cool. Right. Because 
I want drag queens to love me as much as I love them. Right. And she comes up to me and she's like, hey, girl, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get so nervous. I offered her cocaine and I don't even do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Were you just like, hey, want some cocaine? I was just like, I was so nervous because I really wanted her to think I was cool. So I was like, oh, you want to go do a bump in the bathroom? She was like, what? I was like, <laughs> she was like, no, girl, I'll do that after. And I'm like, okay, I'll even, ha- I le- look, I don't do drugs, okay? The only Coke I do is in a can, all right? And it ends with Ola, okay? <laughs> so I was like, so mortified it's like what if she had said yes right? honestly like i could not have done any better if it makes you feel any better <laughs> i could not have done any better oh god i wanted to die i don't what is wrong with me like what what is what is mentally fundamentally and emotionally wrong with me honestly you did Who way better that? than me. You did way better than me. Because if she would have come up to me and been like, hey, girl, I just would have been like... You would have just passed out yeah. right then and there. I just would have passed away. You'd have been like... You'd been like one of those little animals that get nervous and throw their babies at th- at their predators. <laughs> yes, that is me. <laughs> yeah. You would just pick somebody's random child and throw it at the drag queen yeah. because you were so nervous. But I mean, like, because I really want them to like me, you know? Yes, of course. Who doesn't want them to like them? Well, GOP moms and stuff like that. I know, yeah. Do you think we have any conservative people that listen to this podcast? That's probably why we have a 4.8 rating on Spotify and not a 5 point. Probably. It's because we cuss too much. It's true. They don't like it. Mm Mm-mm. So, we have a pretty big... I think we have a pretty big episode. Or at least we have a lot of stuff to talk about this yeah episode. there's I a lot of every ground episode. to cover i got a, a lot, lot of ground to cover well kind of let's <laughs> let's put <laughs> let's put our little put our little legs in motion and let's let's start covering this ground shall okay we? All, right. all right so this week it's not uh, okay so it's not entirely a cold case it's not entirely a mystery nobody really knows what happened but it's crazy but it could be a cold case but it could not be so i don't know take it what take is it happening for what it is it's just it's so confusing. it is bizarre it's honestly bizarre and i don't know how to explain it without explaining it so let me go ahead and and get to work okay. on this well, just for the record, I'm already having an existential crisis. Okay, so go ahead. Well, I sent. Okay, so I sent a picture to Aliqua of this. Okay, so I'm going to be covering Catherine Corzelius. That's K O R Z I L E S, and the last time I'm going to be saying that, she will hereby Perfect. be referred to as Catherine. Catherine was a six-year-old girl. She had just turned six. She was living actually a pretty charmed life in an upscale neighborhood in Austin on Elder Circle, which is in the Bee Caves area Mm. of Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, her father, Paul, was the personal manager of none other than John Bon Jovi. Oh, what? yeah. So he worked a majority of the time out of town, obviously. 
touring and doing whatever and he had an office in new york so that's where he was during this time um so on august 7th 1996 it actually was paul's birthday that day which he was in new york with john bon jovi Um, oh so paul paul is her father paul is the father okay got it um but on August 7th, Catherine, her mother Nancy, and her brother Chris were just out having a little family day. They were running errands. They got a gift for the dad for his birthday. Um, went and had a little lunch, you know, whatever. Uh, in the afternoon, they returned to their neighborhood, which it's Elder Circle is the name of the street. So it's obviously circular. Oh, what I was right, saying like- was that I sent a leak with this picture. Um, and then it's, we'll post it it's also. It's like a cul-de-sac. Yeah, it's like a cul-de-sac type of thing. But like a long, it's very long. But we'll post it too. So whatever you're doing, if you're driving or whatever, um, just stop what you're doing and look at this picture so you understand (laughs) (laughs) if you're if you are on mopac right now stop immediately (laughs) just immediately pull over or don't i mean if you can multitask then don't worry about it obviously don't don't text the drive but do look at the picture yeah So they arrived to the community mailbox, which if you look, are you looking at the picture really quick? I am. I'm, I am. Oh my God. Yes. I have it. All right. Look at it. I can see the vacant lot. Yes. The vacant lot. So they stopped at the community mailbox. I mean, obviously everybody's mail gets delivered here. So if you're entering this kind of circular street and you want to pick up your mail, you got to stop at the community box. Got it. Um, the community boxes were... That's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Community The box. community box. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> so the way that Nancy, the mom, had entered the street was the car was pointing... It would be north. So the car was pointing north, which means that they would have taken the longer way to get to the family home. Oh, so okay. So they would have turned not where the... Okay, so they would have turned on the opposite side of where the vacant lot is. So they would go down the other yes, way. Yes, yes. Okay, got you. So... Got you. Nancy stops the car... And Catherine gets out, she gets the mail, she brings it back to her mom, and she asks the mom, is it okay if I walk home? So Nancy said yes, because they're living in a safe, quiet neighborhood. The walk was about a quarter of a mile, like five minutes, and it was actually something that Catherine and her brother Chris had done both together and by themselves. So she said yes. So Catherine takes off in the direction of the vacant lot, which would have been the shorter way to get to the family home. So they were going opposite directions. Yeah, so they're now going opposite directions in this circle. Right. So 
Nancy. So wait, what's what's this main street where the mailbox and like what's the main street that Elder Circle is off of? Okay, so that main street is Barrett Lane. Okay, Barrett Lane. Barrett Lane. Okay, still not a super popular road. It's not like it's off of BK's right. itself. It's and, just like within okay. Not that it necessarily matters, but like I looked at some of these houses, which some of them have been remodeled and some of them haven't, but these are ritzy homes. Like these are rich people. Yeah. I mean, the manager is the personal assistant of Bon John. Jump, bon John. Jump, bon That that guy, <laughs> that dude, that popular yeah. man. So popular I mean, man. they have money. Okay. They have a nice home. You know what I mean? So this is a safer neighborhood that I think also it's probably kind of a misconception that there are not a lot of like swarthy kind of people around because, you know, people, if they're, if they have construction going on or whatever, I mean, there's still all types of people in this neighborhood, but. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not Cornavaca we're talking about. Yeah. Which is, which is like. Which is where Greg lives. But Cornavaca is like, Cornavaca is kind of like the poor, like, neighborhood of BK. But still, it's still a really, like, an nice expensive neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Like, these homes during this time were, like, a quarter of a million dollars to, to buy in nineteen. Yeah, so, right. So now they'd be, like, over a million at least. Yeah. Um, so... Nancy watches Catherine for a second and then takes off. They're going in the opposite direction. Right. So Nancy and Chris got to the house and they got out of the car. They're bringing their shit in their groceries or whatever they bought. And they're kind of putting stuff away. And Chris brings it to Nancy's attention that Catherine hasn't come home yet. Oh, no. Um, And Nancy was like, oh, well, maybe she stopped, you know, at the neighbor's house. She's a little girl. So if she sees another kid outside, she might get distracted or whatever. So Nancy first goes to the neighbor's house and asks if Catherine is there. And the neighbors say, no, we haven't seen her. So then she goes back home and gets Chris and says, okay, let's drive around and go look for her. So they drive back in the direction that Catherine walked, which would be bringing them back around her trail to the mailboxes. Right. And they did, didn't see any sign of her. They go hmm. back around in the original direction that they came. And there she was laying in the street. Oh, the time that she was found now this is ki- this is kind of important <clears throat> excuse me this is kind of important because the time that she was found it said was about 4:15 allegedly right. within 15 minutes of Nancy and Chris arriving home which is probably not factual Accurate. because i mean they were loading shit out of the car and putting stuff away. You know what I mean? It's easy to lose track of time whenever you're busy. Yeah. Um, 
so Nancy what was this like a fucking hit and run well I mean, nobody knows Nancy huh. runs out of the car picks Catherine up and drives her to the hospital now there is a um, an unsolved mysteries episode on on this particular you know I mean it's not a full episode it's just a little blurb but uh, mm. Nancy get, is interviewed um, and as is Paul but Nancy says you know I know that I shouldn't move someone if I don't know the extent of their injury, but it's my daughter and it's September. No, it's August. <laughs> and it's oh, yeah. over. I have a heat. Stroke. Yeah. It's yeah. over 96 degrees and she's laying on the hot pavement. I think like instinctually though, like you would pick up a child from the, I mean like, yeah, you know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. Um, but she did admit that she shouldn't have, you know, she sh shouldn't have done that, but that's what she did. Um, Catherine, I don't blame her. Yeah, I don't either, really. Uh, Catherine was taken to the hospital, which wasn't very far away. Um, the extent of her injuries were pretty severe. She was put on a ventilator. And she later mm. died of her injuries at around 11.30 p.m. Um, yeah, this is interesting because it's like, how did she get way over or past her house in that yeah. short amount of time? Yeah. Like, somebody had, like, I was going to say, oh, it's probably a hit and run, but, but it wouldn't be in the right, that's not the right spot. If she was walking home, she wouldn't have been hit and ran or whatever. Right. She would have been hit by a car way the fuck up there. Exactly. Past her house. Exactly. So, Paul, unfortunately, like, once he heard about what was happening with Catherine, he tried to charter a flight home. Um, but, unfortunately, he did not make it in time oh, before she no, passed that's away. Sad. Um, Ugh. So, initially, police thought that they were looking for a hit-and-run driver. That Catherine just either walked past the house or she started walking you know in the direction that like changed direction and started walking uh -huh. in the direction that her mom drove right so they put up flyers they asked for potential witnesses um unfortunately nobody saw Catherine uh which these are bigger houses there's like a lot of landscaping and a lot of land like long driveway bullshit so it would yeah. make sense that they probably aren't paying attention to people walking or e either that or can't see people walking in the street but you would think though there'd be like housewives because like you know these people are wealthy oh, yeah. so you know oh. they don't not everybody works so like you would think at least one person was at home. Yeah. Well, definitely people, people were at home. Were there. But, right. you know, these are the type of housewives that they're not, like, busy cleaning like the maid's doing that. They're busy lounging. No, right. Right. Lounging by the uh, holes. Goals. goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, the autopsy report came back, and that's when police concluded that this was most likely not a case of a hit and run um okay and the reason is because Catherine's skull was severely fractured 
Um, and that was the, the injury that caused her to pass away. But she had no, nothing else that would be congruent with a hit and, and run. Um, right. She like had no road rash or whatever. Yeah, she had no road rash. She had no broken bones or internal bleeding. Um, she did have some abrasions, though, on her back, shoulder, knees and elbows and hands. So I guess she did have road rash. That uh, oh, okay. That would be consistent with either falling out of or off of a moving vehicle. So then the theory that the police came up with and the theory that to this day, like a lot of people are sticking by and I'm not really sure why, because I'm about to to debunk it with the help of somebody else. But um, the police said Catherine changed her mind on walking home and instead jumped on the back of the family's suburban and held on while they went and ended up falling off and hitting her head. Ooh. The family was not buying this bullshit, and they ended up hiring their own private investigator who discredited it by pointing out some inconsistencies. So the first being, she's six. Um, And she just turned six. Uh, This was a, a... SUV, you know, a a suburban. So how is a six-year-old little girl going to climb on the back of a suburban and that, like, the only bar for her to hold on to would be at the top, near the back. Right. Which she could not reach. Right. It's like she has a wingspan of, like, that can really hold on to either side of the suburban either. Yeah, exactly. So the only other spot for her to hold on to would have been the actual door handle for the back door of the Suburban, which would have opened the back door. Well, not... What if they locked it, though? What if they locked the back door? They could have, but, I mean... But, okay, all right, right, fair point. seems like a weird... Fair point, fair point. No, but, like, but it's just... But it is a... It's a weird spot to even hold on to, though. Yeah, I I mean... mean? That seems like an awkward spot. Well, yeah, and so there's that. And also the fact that Catherine had a broken finger that was in a splint. So... Oh. Yeah, she can't hold on to anything. Yeah, she wouldn't have much of a grip on the car to even have made it to the spot where she was found like if if this was the case she probably would have fallen off a lot sooner than making it halfway Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. so you're right the other thing is that it's again it's 96 degrees outside like this car is fucking hot it's been out in the sun all day. Right. They've been running errands all day. So how long could she have held, oh, held on to a boiling hot car? This little girl. So this Yeah, one, that seems like it would have I mean the, the been Texas, painful. Yeah, Texas like summers and stuff. 
I can't even, bu- I burn my hand buckling my fucking seatbelt sometimes. Me too. <laughs> like, it's fucking hot out here. I mean, the only way I think that would make any, like, the only situation where I think that could be plausible is if, is if they opened the back door and then put her in the back and she sat yeah. on the back and, like, because we would do that, you know, we would do that as kids. Right. You know, like, or we would ride on the hood of the car. Oh, yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. But we, so, so, I mean, that could make sense. But, like, you'd have to be going pretty fast, I think, in order for her to fall and crack her head open and, like, scrape her, you know, like. Well, and, like, if yeah. someone's jumping yeah. on the back of the car, like, fucking Mission Impossible, I'm sure that. Nancy would have felt something. But also, like, she didn't see her in the rearview mirror or any of the side mirrors. You know what I mean? So... I don't think she would have just jumped on the SUV. Like, And if she did, she would have fallen. And, like, I don't think she would have fallen hard enough to... to like crack her head open but well and i think that even if it was the case okay you know but what i feel like she would have fallen off pretty much immediately yeah yeah because she's got a broken ass finger there's nowhere to hold on to you know but also like this is a little girl who's you know been given like a small taste of independence of being able to walk home why would she just decide oh you know what like no. I'll just go ahead and, and jump on the back of the car. Oh, like, if she wanted to, like, jump on the car, I think she would have asked, hey, can I ride on the back of the car? Yeah. Instead of, hey, can I walk to the house? Exactly. So, But this is all according to her mother, so we really, you know, don't know. Well, and that's, that's the thing, is, like, a lot of people do blame Nancy. Um, the mom. The mom. Right. Uh, because a lot of people do buy this theory that Catherine changed her mind or whatever happened and jumped on the back of the car and held on and ended up falling off. But the private investigator that they had hired uh, brought in canine units, which detected Catherine's scent in a small field that was on the, the vacant lot. That was on the route that she took home. So the dogs smelled her there. And past that field, they they lost her scent. Um, So it is Nancy's theory that she was abducted there. And that she either was a skit. Like, it could have been a drive-by, like, grab type of situation. Um, Yeah. And that and she jumped out of the car. She either she jumped out of the car. Yeah, she either jumped out of the car or was thrown out of the car. Um, and that it is some sort of murder case. Um, because Nancy said, which again, it's hard. It's hard to say because this is a mother who is seeing her daughter who hurt on the pavement. But Nancy said that Catherine's hair shirt and shorts looked to have been smoothed out like it looked like she was placed there on purpose both of her sandals were on and if she was dropped out of a moving vehicle how would her clothes have been smooth like what are we talking about timeline here we're talking like 
20 Fif- minutes, 30 15 minutes, minutes tops. Yeah, allegedly 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems like, that uh, that seems like not a lot of time to, like, kill somebody. I mean, I don't know. I've never killed anybody. Maybe you can kill somebody pretty quick, but, like, or, I mean, I guess she wasn't dead when they disposed her, but right. they probably thought she was. If this was, like, a murder case, yeah. you know, they threw her out. Right. I think, I think I'm with you. I think I'm, like... I think I'm more on the theory of she got snatched because they're going the opposite direction. And if you have a little girl, okay, like picture this, all right? It's an opportunity. They turn in, they snatch her up, they throw her in the back or whatever, and they're driving back around to hit the main road again because you don't want to turn around. That's too much time wasted. Yeah. Right? It's just easier just to keep going. Then she freaks out, gets out of the car and jumps out and cracks her head open yeah while the car is still moving i mean that would make sense right see and that's that's what i buy because why right shouldn't because this is a ritzy ass neighborhood does not mean that it's entirely trustworthy or you know like it it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a safe neighborhood this could be anybody yeah i mean it could very well be somebody who's living in the neighborhood you know, I mean, who knows what the what the case could have been. It would make sense if it was somebody that was driving along the main road. What was that road called again? Barrett Lane. Edward Barrett Lane, who's driving down Barrett Lane, sees a little girl get out of a car by herself. as a U-turn somewhere up, you know, farther up on Barrett Lane, comes back around, and by this time... She's already by the vacant lot, right? Because she's w- walking, right? Okay. He turns. He turns in because that's the direction that he saw her walking. Gets gets out of the car. Probably leaves the car running. Snatches her from the vacant lot because that's probably about where she was at. Throws her into the car. Hightails it down farther down uh, Elder Circle past her house. She sees that she, they're going past her house. She freaks out. She jumps out the, of the car, sustains in, injuries, and then he thinks, well, she's out now. She's going to tell. So he fucking hightails it back out to Barrett Lane. I mean, that would make sense I mean, that to makes me, sense right? to me. If it, yeah. Also, you snatch a child. You're not going to just cruise out of the neighborhood, right? right. You're going to fucking hightail it because yeah. you've got a child in the backseat of your car. So, like... It would make sense if the car was going at a higher speed that she would sustain more injuries if she jumped out. Right. I don't think that Nancy's theory that she was placed there after the fact makes complete sense. Because, again, Nancy would have most likely been freaking the fuck out. She would not have been paying attention to the way that Catherine was laying you know what I mean? But right. she says right. that everything was smoothed out. Catherine's like, Catherine was pretty much laying on her back with her, like her feet pointed perfectly in the air. I don't know that that's her, the truth. Her uh, feet was in the air. Well, her toes, her toes were pointing up. Oh, her toes. Yeah. Were well, I mean, which when you are faced with a, with a situation a dire situation we disassociate because we have to like rely on our instincts you have to you have to like put emotion aside and you have to fucking like 
like face the situation head on right. and oftentimes when you disassociate you don't you're you don't remember things correctly you know right no i agree i, I agree. don't know i don't think i think that that's one of those kind of false false memories i think so where too. your brain's just I think filling she- in the gaps I mean, think about it. Cause she dropped her off at the mailboxes, which is on Barrett Lane, right? And if you let your child, un- like, you leave your child unattended, you don't know who the fuck is driving by at that exact moment. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely no telling what, what I could think, have happened. Um, right. I think it's a crime of opportunity, to be honest. I think so, too. I do think so, too. People discredit the dogs in the vacant lot by saying, you know, she could have been playing there the other day, and that's what the dogs are sniffing, not that she was, like, there that day. You know what I mean? Like, they, they really try to put the blame on Nancy, and it it honestly is because I feel personally during the episode of unsolved mysteries which would have been their big chance you know to kind of get the story out and show everybody how much they were mourning um and that they were wanting answers nancy seems very cold and uncaring um they they say that Nancy keeps trying to flip the theory to the abduction because she doesn't want to believe that Catherine's death is her fault. Uh, people grieve in all sorts of different ways. And I think this is something that Nancy's had to tell this fucking story to God knows how many people. So, yeah. I mean, at some... And how many, how many years had passed, you know... Oh, that's a great question. If she was being interviewed for this case, you know, 10 or 20 years later, then, like, she's not going to be as emotional as if she were to be, as if it was, like, you know, two years after the incident. But, like, at some point, you have to focus on, you know, whether or not your information is going to get the case solved or if you're going to be crying on, 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 on the you know on the interview because like it's more about finding answers and less about your emotional state so like if this was if this was 20 years after the incident happened then i feel like people shouldn't judge her emotional state because she's probably more determined to to find the answers than to be emotional no and that's what that like i think it's the case of she's had to explain this to the police she's also probably super defensive because the police keep trying to blame her by being like no she she jumped on the back of the car you know i mean this is being spun in a way that probably does make nancy feel like everybody thinks that she's a terrible mother um i cannot find the exact date that this episode aired but i'm on the page for Catherine's unsolved mysteries episode and i i mean the comments are from like 2014 so okay that's still a long time yeah like a long time afterwards so um unfortunately just nobody knows nancy gets blamed 
everybody still thinks it's Nancy. Everybody blames Nancy. They think that because of the way that Nancy appears on that episode that she did it on purpose even. But I mean, also like the brother would have been old enough to say like if he saw anything or if Nancy like if he saw Nancy go out of the way to to kill Catherine you know um her brother I was just about to ask that Chris ended up actually becoming a police officer for Travis County and he ended up dying in a car crash in 2020 are um, you joking? Yeah, that's very what sad. What the fuck? <laughs> um, what the hell? So nobody knows what happened, but John Bon Jovi actually wrote a song dedicated to Catherine's memory called August 7th, 415. And the neighborhood also has a plaque on Elder Circle dedicated to Catherine's memory. Wow. God, I can't believe the sun is dead, too. I know. That's tragic. I know. It's just all around just bizarre. Yeah, that's a sad story. Like, what happened? I want to know. That's a a case, man. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. I think, I personally think she got abducted. Like, and I think the abduction went wrong. I think she jumped out of her car or the guy's car. And I'm going to say a guy because, you know fuck it men yeah. are men are predators men are pigs. yeah and um i yeah and i'm gonna say that she you know she fell out of the car jumped out of the car and it was moving fast and i think that's what ultimately she su- succumbed to the the wounds of that but yeah that seems the liveliest <laughs> to me i really don't think that i just don't i don't buy the on she's hanging on the back of the car no yeah if it had been where she, like, if she would have been found much closer to the mailboxes, like, okay. But halfway home around the circle, I don't, I, no. Yeah, the opposite direction, like, sorry, that's, that's bizarre. So my case is also this really terrible uh, case that also involves children. Hard um, episode today yeah for well all like i feel like all the cold cases are just hard no because nobody gets justice yeah nobody gets justice we don't have the the manpower the means to like really solve these cases and like and also i've never i never heard about Catherine. yeah i have never heard about Catherine either not at all in 1996 i was god i was 12 yeah never heard of her never heard of her all right, I never heard of this either, and I don't know if you have, but this this case is actually pretty. It's really it's an interesting case. Um, but I do want to I do want to point out that this is so you know Jacob, my bestie. Yes. So Jacob, <laughs> Jacob actually his family owned a ranch out um, in Sonora, which is where this crime took place um oh really and also it took place on jacob's birthday in 1968 (laughs) so jacob i'm looking at you um (laughs) i don't know how i don't know how i don't know how you committed it but (laughs) you're guilty 
You weren't born until 1984, but you obviously had something to do with this case. Anyways, um, all right. So this is the Ariano family massacre. Um, and here's, I'm just going to read off. I'm going to read off an article because there's just not a lot of information about this case. Um, and it would just be easier but I will, like, talk about the suspects and, and the theories and stuff that go along with it. Okay? okay? Okay. For any law enforcement officer, there are cases that are hard to forget. But for Edwards County Sheriff's Officer Chief Deputy Daryl Volkman, this one is haunting. I've never seen anything like this in, in the 33 years I've been doing this job, said Volkman. Volkman served as a police officer in San Antonio for over 30 years, and when he took a job in Edwards County, the case was just handed over from the Texas Rangers. We don't have a bad crime that's happened here about once every three years. That's not, that's what it said, but that's not what, I don't think that's correct. He goes, <laughs> we, have, we, we have a bad crime that happens here about once every three years, said Volkman. But this was one of the this was one of the century. It was a horrible crime. The story begins on April 16, 1968. Volkman said the Ariano family, Father Manuel, his wife Monica, and his sister Rosa were traveling from Mexico with the couple's three children. Um, they were going to San Angelo because they had a newborn in the family, said Volkman, but the Arianos never made it. According to the police documents, the family's car had a flat tire off of a remote stretch of highway 277 between Del Rio and Sonora. Um, he didn't have a spare, so somebody picked him up and took him to Sonora, said Volkman. Volkman said witnesses reported seeing Manuel Sr. and his son Manuel Jr. in Sonora at a tire shop and local restaurant. A man driving a pickup truck reportedly drove the father and son back to where their car was, and little details are known to what exactly happened after that. How long so were they, they gone? Do we know? Um, I don't know. I do know that they were still there at night. Were they, like, they eating in the restaurant, or were they trying to use the Yeah. Phone? So, so, it doesn't necessarily say, but I think... I think that they were um, eating at the restaurant, so they knew who the man was that 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 drove the the pickup. They f eventually found out because he gave a statement. But the problem is that like I cannot find his name anywhere. Um, I, I tried looking for him, and they just don't have his name. Um, but this was in 1968. So, is he um, dead? A dead guy? I, I would assume so. I mean. This was in 1968. He was probably at least in his 20s. So, you know, he's, he'd be in his... God, he'd be in his 80s now. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Volkman said road crews discovered the massacre that had happened overnight. So, this is... this. There's been some uh, discrepancy over this because actually in another article, um, they said that it was a ranch hand that found the 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 massacre oh, it wasn't really? mm -hmm. yeah um the car was left abandoned and there was bodies scattered everywhere said volkman um the road crews found the two children first both under 
under the age of two, shot in the head and killed. Oh my god. This was also, this is also not entirely true because I've had other reports say that the little girl was actually, she was shot in the head as well, but she was actually alive when they found her, but then eventually succumbed to her wounds and she passed away. Yeah. Three miles down Highway 277, they found the bodies of Manuel Sr., his wife, and sister. Um, His sister was Rosa, uh, and Rosa had been sexually assaulted. Oh, my God. Then the crews made another discovery. Hidden in the tall grass, they found a five-year-old boy in a pool of blood. Authorities later learned he had been shot and stabbed, but he was still alive. Um, So that was Manuel Jr., and... He was rushed to the hospital where he um, had had multiple surgeries on his brain, um, and he ended up surviving. Really? Yeah. Volkman said that it was a miracle the boy survived. I do believe that, that he saw his family killed. It's the oldest unsolved mass murder, said Volkman. A memorial stands today near Dry Devil's River Bridge, the only reminders of the horrors that happened along the roadway. Over the years, investigators had some promising leads, but have yet to find the killer or killers. They were on a real hot track for a while, and it just went cold for some reason or another, said Volkman. The longer it gets, the colder it gets. Damn. But for this retired, I know. But isn't that the case? I mean, that's what yeah, it seems to be like with all these. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, especially in 1968, because like they just didn't have the... They didn't have the technology. The technology. Stuff, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and if there's anything like the awesome police department, a lot of the fucking evidence is destroyed. Yeah, no shit. Or tampered. Um, but for this retired San Antonio police officer, the 20th investigator in the case, it's a mystery Volkman said he's determined to solve. Um, so so Volkman said he believes there were two killers, not one like originally believed by investigators. I always thought that there were at least two that were suspects. I didn't think that one man could have caused all this damage and turmoil by himself, said Volkman. Volkman said that he didn't believe one person could have restrained Manuel Sr. and killed the two children at the same time. Yeah. I'm sure that if you would have shot two of his children, he would have fought like an animal, he added. Right. Plus, he said there were three miles between where the bodies were found. The car also believed to have been moved after the first two murders. Former Edwards County Sheriff Don Letzinger was just beginning his career in law enforcement and remembers the fear that clenched three counties after the murders. The feeling around was that there's somebody, maybe someone from our county here at Edwards County, someone from Sutton County, or someone out of Valverde County that is capable of murdering five people, said Letzinger. Letzinger said the Texas Rangers led the investigation for many years, and shortly after they found the little boy, investigators questioned him about what happened. That's the only person to get a description from that was still alive, said Letzinger. And the description the boy gave to authorities wasn't too unusual in this rural, rural, I hate that word. Rural. 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 And the description the boy gave to authorities wasn't too unusual in this rural county. He gave a kind of description about a tall cowboy with a cowboy hat and high top boots with his pants inside his boots, said Letzinger. Police records indicate witnesses also saw the family with a man described as a cowboy. 
It was all kinds of people saying, we think this is who it is, but nothing ever came of it, said Letzinger. Although one of the investigators spoke Spanish to the little boy, Volkman still believes a language barrier may have misled the investigators on other leads. Transcripts from the boy's interview outlines the little boy's confusion. One time they'd asked him, was he an American? He goes, oh. no, we didn't, we didn't get any ice cream. So he just didn't understand what they were talking about, said Volkman. What the fuck? Why would they keep asking him questions? Well, they, I mean, because they're, he was the only one that was alive. Well, I mean, obviously, but, like, if he doesn't understand, why couldn't they have found somebody to, like, co yeah, like effectively communicate right. what it is that they're needing? Right, right. Because this was in 1968, and they were probably racist right. as fuck. Well, I keep forgetting what year it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but a few years later... A twist came into the case. Um, a man w was convicted in California of a strikingly similar crime. He was the guy who fixed the flat in Sonora, said Volkman. Really? Could this man... Yeah. Could this man be the cowboy reportedly seen with the family before they died? They were convinced that this individual was part of it, said Letzinger. They went to California and they got his DNA. It did not match anything that was in the evidence. And then, decades later, Volkman thought he had another strong lead. A man connected to the case still living in Edwards County, but Volkman said DNA tests were inconclusive. Volkman said the evidence has posed a big challenge in solving this case. I really feel that it's contaminated because in 1968, law enforcement didn't handle that, that type of evidence like we handle it today, he yeah, said. Exactly. As another sense. year... Yeah, right? I mean, they probably just were like, oh, blood's blood soaked jeans, trash. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah. As another year passes and another year the case gets colder, Volkman still sorts through all the nearly dozen binders of evidence. He said it's something he takes home with him at night. I'm not able to sleep at night. Sometimes I walk the floor and I keep playing these photographs in the back of my mind, said Volkman. The veteran law enforcement officers said the crime scene photos of children shot in the head is hard to forget. I don't understand why anyone would want to kill an 18-month-old baby, much less shoot two other young children, said Volkman. All of the individuals here were more or less executed. And as difficult as finding who's responsible might be after 50 years, Volkman said he still wants to find justice for the only survivor of this vicious crime and the family left behind. He needs answers. This thing needs to be solved, said Volkman. Volkman said he hopes that there's still someone out there who will come forward with new information. 52 years old, suspects are leaving us. He said, even if the person now is deceased, he's going to pay his price with someone else. If you have information about this crime, you're asked to call the Edwards County Sheriff's Office. Well, I hope that um, he really finds out who fucking did this. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so here's, this is, this is, this is what I was saying. Like, Volkman said that, you know, it was, it was road crew that had found the, that had found the bodies. Mm-hmm. But the Texas Rangers actually tracked down um, the ranch hand um, who supposedly had found the bodies. Right. Um, 
but he had nothing to add. Um, and also, they they were like went, they went back to try to find the Buick that that had the flat tire. Uh-huh. Um, and they they actually gave up because um, they convinced themselves that it was actually destroyed in the salvage yard. Um, the lead investigator at that time was Ranger A.Y. Ailey Jr., and he died in January. Wow. Which was January 2020. Um, so this is, this is an article from 2020. Um, but Long has a sworn statement from him that could be used in court. The investigators has taken Long all over the country and, and in Mexico, where he found Manuel Jr., um, he was taken to Mexico after recovering from multiple brain surgeries and raised by his grandmother. At the time of this article, he was 42 years old and he was married and and he was working in the financial industry. Have they been able to like revisit, like had they ever tried to revisit the thing with him or he just remembers the same thing? So they did was- actually. Yeah, so they, they asked, so back when they, when they went to this when they went to Mexico, um, what this article is talking about, they went to Mexico and they found Manuel Jr., who at the time was 42 years old. Um, and he, they tried asking him again, but he, he didn't have any new information because, I mean, this was when he was five, yeah. I guess. And he, like, after succumbing, I, I mean, after he had multiple brain surgeries right. as well. So I, I would imagine that probably took a toll on, on his memory. Yeah. Um, but he did say, you know, he did say um, that the suspect, the cowboy, was 35, like 30 to 35 years old, that he was really tall. But at, to a five-year-old, I mean, that could have been, you know, that could have been a guy that was five foot ten. Yeah, right? you could be tall to a five-year-old. Right. Right, depending on how short the five-year-old is, but so they actually, so they actually got a description from him when after the incident took place, and he described um, a tall cowboy with sandy blonde hair, light eyebrows, um, who was thirty to thirty-five and over six foot. He also had his jeans tucked into his his cowboy boots, and he had cowboy boots with eagles or or hawks on the side. Um, now, there's been rumors that that was actually the son of a rich um, ranch owner in the area at the time, um, in Sonora, and that they were covering up, that they knew about it, but that he was so, his father was so rich and powerful that they really couldn't do anything about it. Really? But I... Yeah, which, I mean, could be the case, but I really do think it was the guy that they later caught in California. Yeah, you know? the cowboy guy. Yeah, the cowboy guy. And I mean, it could have been both of them. Yeah. You know, but there's been a there's been a huge, like, I looked on Nextdoor, and on Nextdoor they were saying it. They were saying that it was it was the son of this, this rich, uh, you know, ranch owner. Um, on Reddit, they said the same thing that there's been rumors for for years and years that that was the the son of this rich um, farmer. Um, I, I tend to lean more so towards the cowboy guy too. I mean, yeah. it does make sense, but the 
the rich landowner, but I don't know, man. Something about that fucking cowboy. It no, I mean around the family the whole time. Well, that's just it, right? I mean, they know they know they placed him at the scene. They know he was there with the family, and then they know for certain that he was convicted of of a similar crime in California. Right. The problem is they will not release his name, and I have no idea who he was. Um, I don't know if he's incarcerated still. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know if he died in prison. I don't know if he got out. I don't know anything about it, um, which sucks because, you know, I would I would like to know, you know, that that eventually justice was was was, you know, sought right by the form of biological, you know, like of him just dying of old age in prison or whatever, yeah. you know. Well, and um, I think that that's the. F- that's the toughest thing about these like cold cases is that like there hasn't been justice like there is no justice with these no right and who knows like i mean it sounds like what's his name valkner valkman valkman it sounds like valkman is actively still trying to do his best but you know, in a lot of these cases, like, who the fuck is still, like, they're not gonna quote-unquote waste the manpower when they have other active cases right. on constantly examining and re-examining and re-looking at evidence and retesting. You know what I mean? And that's what sucks, is really that these probably are going to remain unsolved. Well, and the thing, too, is like, not to be just cryptic. like with- just just like with with the missing persons and stuff like there's usually only like one detective on cold cases per area yeah you know what i mean and what's really frustrating about this case is that is that it probably was the guy in california yeah and they they just don't have the evidence to to like for sure say it i mean it's all it's all circumstantial right i mean but like back in 1968 they didn't have you know they just didn't preserve it correctly so that doesn't mean that he didn't do it it just means that they don't have the correct evidence to right. link him to it or at least the D- the dna to link him to it yeah and that's so I, another thing is that like it, i mean it's both good and bad but it's like it's so, like we've gone through so many cases where it's obvious who fucking did it yeah you know right. what i mean and even right. in some cases they have the evidence right right but yeah. our justice system is so fucking like loosey goosey that nobody can be convicted or stay convicted or whatever it's bullshit sucks for cases like this right because you know that the guy in california probably did it yeah but but it is important that people don't convict based solely on circumstantial evidence because that can put a lot of innocent people in prison too you know no and so, i agree but i still i i feel the way that it's i still feel frustrating yeah no i mean it is it's super frustrating because it's like can't we just be like can't we just be like can't we just pick and choose like which ones that we yeah like you let's know examine I mean? them on a case-by-case basis yeah but then we, <laughs> yeah right but then we can't do that because it's like people are just not inept to do it um well, we are so, so put us on the journey. I know. Put us, put us on, put us on the forensics team. Um, what's really interesting about this case too, though, is that so they never found out who who did it. 
right um but there's there's been a folklore connected to this incident with the mexican people so um anybody that's traveling from mexico to texas they won't drive down that highway because they believe of something called the loma alta devil um or ghost oh so it's yeah so a storekeeper by the name of Feingen, they own the store the lone oasis which is like um on the 90 mile highway between del rio and sonora which is where you know they this massacre occurred um they've had people come in talking about ghosts they've had a preacher come in to to kind of like uh cleanse out the 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 store and everything what is it supposed to be do they do it's they just, have a description no they just they just think it's a ghost or a devil i'll read what it says so carol feingen who with her husband owns a nearly 80 year old loma alta store where the arano family repaired their first flat has heard talk about how mexicans won't stop there or travel the road it seems like a ghost thing they were talking about or something like that said feingen whose store is the land the lone oasis on the winding 90 mile highway between del rio and sonora a preacher once came into the store to get rid of the Loma Alta devil or ghost, she recalled. Another time, she was questioned by a man who said he was a private investigator looking into some killings. That's the story of the Ariano family massacre. Man, these it's, are crazy stories. I know. Today. It's so sad. God. It's such a sad situation. It's so fucking bizarre. How do you think you're going to die? <laughs> not, to be, oh. not to be morbid, but I just want to know. Oh. Honestly, I think I'm going to die, like, probably of a heart attack because I eat so much shit. But I don't know. I, I was thinking about that, you know, with, like, Aaron's death and, yeah. like, this is that, like, relevant because it's not and I don't really. But there's just, there's just, there's just this um person that I follow on TikTok who, um, whose best friend was just killed on the on december 30th by a drunk a drunk driver and it's just like and i don't know this person right i don't right. know this person but like and i don't have any really connection to them other than i think their videos are kind of funny but like but it's just sad because they're grieving their best friend and it's like fuck dude like you really don't know yeah you know who, what's gonna happen to you you know like i don't know if yeah. if, if i don't if i don't die in an accident i mean I might, I might live to be kind of old. My, all my grandparents have been in their nineties when right. they died. One of my great, my great, great grandmother was no, my great grandmother. She was 103 when she died. So, you know, no, she was 105. Damn. Sorry, 105. Yeah. So it's like, what, what the fuck? I don't know. I certainly haven't been preparing like I'm going to be living for a long time. <laughs> What about you? How do you think you're going to die? Ugh, probably choking to death on my own food. <laughs> what is happening? Your audio, are you laughing or your audio? <laughs> probably choking on my own food. <laughs> 
God. Yeah, that, that would be honestly jasmine that's the worst way to go i know it'd be terrifying i'm gonna Although, hate it when it happens <laughs> why don't you just chew your food better i need to <laughs> you know what though every time i eat a steak i i like am so terrified that i'm gonna choke and i i've often like this is gonna be gross, but I've often like reached in and pulled food out of my mouth because I'm like too afraid. <laughs> to swallow. <laughs> it's like something. It's like some kind of weird like disconnect in my brain to my mouth, which happens all the time, as you can, as you know, sitting here listening to me talk. But like it's like hard for me to swallow sometimes, and I freak out. Like, I, just like, I panic. I don't know. I just imagine you sitting there, and you're just happy eating, and then your yes. eyes get wide all of a sudden, and you like yes. just put your fingers in your mouth and you scream yes. out all this half-chewed stuff. Yes, it's so true. It, that is exactly how it is. I'm sitting there, I'm watching Netflix, I'm eating, and then I'm like, oh. And I like panic, and I just like I pull this food out of my. It's it's bizarre. I don't know. So I'm probably gonna choke with you. We're probably both gonna die choking because we're yeah, fat. Exactly. That's how I I think it's gonna happen. So I'm not looking forward to it. Have you always thought that, or is it just recently that you've decided this is how it's gonna go? No, yeah, I always thought that because I almost choked on a hot dog when I was in. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in elementary <laughs> school and I started panicking and everybody thought that I was joking so they all started laughing and like That's I terrible. didn't know what to do so I tried to drink some of my milk and I don't know what happened it eventually like slid out but like I couldn't breathe or anything <laughs> <gasps> oh my god you literally were choking yeah I was literally like dying and all the kids thought that I was joking. Oh my god! And then the, the and then the life. lunch monitor came over because I, like, she sat there and saw the whole thing, but she came over and was like, "You need to quit playing around." And I'm like, "I was choking to death." And she's like, "What? Well, you're choking? Died. You shouldn't drink milk." And I'm like, "Well, okay. it may have saved my life." <laughs> okay. Well, thanks a lot, lady. What were you doing? exactly like like <laughs> farmville what the fuck yeah so yeah that's that's why i think i'm gonna go that way i'm like it's gonna happen again and and i'm not gonna have any milk around and then i'm just gonna expire man i mean terrible way to go but like once when i was like i guess i was like six or seven or maybe eight i don't know how maybe i was 10 i don't know how old i was but i was we were at lake travis my mom's friend heidi came down and and she uh, from Houston and her son Travis and I were like kind of friends so we all like went to this like little cabin and somebody had a boat I don't know who the fucking guy was that had the boat all right but but he's like get into this inner tube and I wasn't like I was chubby <laughs> but like I wasn't like fat and like and 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 like this inner tube was huge compared to my bo little body yeah and I get into this inner tube and like I don't know what it was but like I guess it was the suction of my my body and like and like the water and it was like but i got stuck i got stuck in this interview <laughs> but like 
like on my belly, right? I'm like, oh, like I'm on my belly. I'm like spread eagle, right? My head is like facing the back of the boat, and I'm like, I'm like a little squirrel, you know, when they fly. I'm like a little flying. Squ- that's how my that's how my position was. Yeah. So, I guess I was like the suction or whatever. I couldn't move, and like I almost drowned. I told them, oh Stop, my god, because, because if if like if I had like if the boat had or like because you know they like go fast and then you're supposed to move back and forth and it's a lot of fun yeah but like if i didn't tell them to stop the boat and i would have fallen over i would have fucking got stuck on the inner tube and died oh my fucking god i would be so traumatized i was i was so traumatized I think I still think about it today. I, like I know I was wearing this like pink bathing suit. Like I remember it. I remember when they tr- got me out of the the inner tube. It was hard for them to get me out because like I was for real stuck. <laughs> I was stuck. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what I don't know what it. Ha- I don't know how that happened. I have no idea. <laughs> my my little belly, I guess, created this like suction. Who knows? But anyways, we should probably talk about the. Uh, missing person okay (laughs) enough about me enough about us let's talk about the missing person okay so this week's missing person is nelvi ramirez um nelvi ramirez was last seen in houston texas on july 7th 2023 so she's been missing for a while wow um the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children are, are asking the public's help to find a Houston teen who has been missing for nearly seven months. Um, so, Nelvi Ramirez is 15 uh, when she went missing. Um, she is described as being five foot, four inches tall, and weighing 160 pounds. Um, she has brown eyes and brown hair. If you have any information that could help authorities find Nelvi or know details about her disappearance, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678 or the Houston Police Department at 713-884-3131. She's been missing a while, so we need to get her home. Um, I will post her picture on the groups and on Instagram. Okay, wonderful. All right, I think that concludes this this episode. Episode right. eleven. Well, what a right. sad and bizarre episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe next episode we could talk about good things. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Is next Just week kidding. Zach and Amanda's episode? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Nine, ten, eleven. No. Oh yeah, it is. Is it? it? Is. Yeah. It okay. Is. So well, good. We'll have Zach and Amanda back on. Good. I love it. Yeah. If you like us, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Nosy Nancy's. And you can join our Facebook or follow our Facebook page. It's Nosy Nancy's podcast. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, stories, or anything, you can email us at nosynancy's at gmail dot com. That's n o s e y at I always do that. N-O-S-E-Y-N-A-N-C-I-E-S at gmail.com. Um, also, if you do like our podcast and you want to help us spread the word of, of these cold cases and missing people in the Austin area in Texas, you can please rate us on wherever you listen to our podcast on. Um, Five and also stars. Shares. 
to yeah. cancel out the conservatives that are bringing us down. <laughs> yeah. Probably my mother. Um, she's not conservative, but she probably was like, y'all cuss too much. Dislike. <laughs> um, dislike. But yeah, <laughs> dislike. So yeah, if you could follow us or subscribe and, and, and um, rate and share us, that would be really helpful. Um, but until advance. then, yeah, thanks in advance. All right. But well, until then, we'll see ya. Oh, sorry. God. Say la vie, man.